Parenting is a full-time job, and providing effective support for today's teens can be challenging. The Parent Engage 360 podcast aims to provide connections and information from experts in the fields of chemical health, mental health, internet safety, and more. It's a comprehensive view on parenting, provided in a personal, convenient format. Tune in to today's episode of the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Liz Burgard, the Parent Involvement Coordinator. In this episode, Jessica Deserta, the Homeless Liaison with Anoka Hennepin School, and Rob Williams, Executive Director of Every Meal, formerly the Sheridan Story, will shed a light on hunger and homelessness within Anoka Hennepin families and the greater community and ways the two organizations are working together. Thank you for joining us today, Jess and Rob. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for having us. Jess, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to your current position as the homeless liaison within Anoka Hennepin Schools? Yeah, absolutely. So again, Jessica Deserta, I serve as the homeless liaison here with Anoka Hennepin. I'm also a licensed social worker. Prior to joining the district in 2018, I worked within the nonprofit sector within the realm of housing and homelessness, providing both direct service support as well as program coordination on behalf of students, youth, and families. My first job working within this world was with a nonprofit located in Minneapolis, providing school-based outreach to youth experiencing homelessness who are also attending high school. This is really where I found the two of my passions really aligned, both access and educational access in addition to housing stability. I was honored and privileged to witness young people who are incredibly resilient in this work and who achieved incredible things amidst significant barriers. That's really what led me to the work that I do today. Um, I work alongside an incredible team of school social workers who are committed and passionate about the work that they do and the support that they provide to students whether in the form of basic needs resources or access to positive adult figures. That's really where I am today, just in a a nutshell. Thanks for sharing a little bit about yourself with our listeners today. Rob, how about you? Can you tell us about yourself and what interested you or your path to becoming the executive director of Every Meal? Absolutely. So my background is in logistics. I actually worked for an international logistics company helping Fortune 500 companies and other size companies with their international and domestic supply chain. I actually founded Every Meal, which used to be called The Sheridan Story, as a volunteer as part of a church back in 2010. And then, uh, well, I should say I, I started the project as part of a church and then started the nonprofit in 2013. And we really view food insecurity not as a supply problem, but as a distribution problem. In other words, we have... I have a warehouse of food. We can buy food from throughout the country and world. The trick is getting it into the hands and the homes and the bellies, ultimately, of the kids that need it the most. Our nonprofit is very supply chain or logistically minded. And, you know, I left the corporate world. I basically, I was presented with this idea of how to do this in multiple schools. We had started in one school and couldn't pass up the opportunity to at least try to put it in practice and see if it worked. And, you know, if you, if you're presented with the problem and have a potential solution to it, at least for me, I had to try it and turns out it's going well. So we serve 30 different school districts throughout the state of Minnesota and Western Wisconsin and have had a partnership with the Noga Hennepin school district for many years. 
it's been really amazing to kind of watch Sheridan Story grow and change and continue to serve more and more students in our communities from the inception in 2010 and then becoming a nonprofit in 2013. It's really amazing to see all of the, the growth and the change that you guys have done. Yes, I'm not sure that everyone listening to the podcast knows that we have homeless students and families within the school district. Can you give us a picture of what homelessness looks like in an Okanapin? Yeah, absolutely. So this year alone at this time, the Anokahanapin School District has identified over 650 students who qualify as homeless here in our community. On average, each year, we identify around 3% of our student population as experiencing homelessness. This may include students who are living in emergency shelters, who may be staying in hotels or motels, who may be staying in places not meant for human habitation, such as a car, park, vehicle, things like that or students who are temporarily residing with friends or family members due to loss of housing or economic hardship. Oftentimes, we find that when folks think about homelessness, right, often stereotypical images come to people's minds. I think the reality for many families and youth is that we know that the experience of homelessness for youth and families is often a hidden issue, especially in a community like ours that is so large and also has so many different geographic areas from rural to more suburban urban. And that image of homelessness really looks different based on the resources available and the the makeup of the community. Thank you for giving us a little overview of what this looks like in Anokahanapin schools. I know a lot of families maybe don't recognize that there are 650 students currently experiencing homelessness within our district. We serve about 38,000 students, so that is a a significant number of students that are experiencing it. So thanks for sharing that information. Can you tell us a little bit more, dive into what McKinney-Vento means? I think people maybe have heard that word, or what does that mean, and how it plays a role into your work? Absolutely. Yeah. The McKinney-Vento Act is a, um, a piece of federal legislation that was enacted in 1987 that really defines the rights of students who are experiencing homelessness, as well as the district's obligations around supporting students who are experiencing homelessness. So, so the first thing to know is that students have the right to enroll in school no matter where they live or how long they've lived there. What that means is that it is a school district's responsibility to ensure that we are eliminating barriers for students experiencing homelessness, because oftentimes students who and families who are moving around frequently may experience challenges with producing enrollment documents. If we think about here in our district, in order to enroll a child in the district, you do need to provide immunization history, residency verification, things like that. And for students and families who don't have a stable residence, being able to provide that is, is often really, really difficult. In addition to that, the, some of the rights that are defined under McKinney-Vento, in, in, in addition to that immediate enrollment piece that I just spoke to, is also the right of students to have access to free school meals and other supports, including academic supports and supports with um, extracurricular activities, which we know are so critical for young people and being part of the community and part of their school community. In addition to that, students who, who experienced housing loss and are in a temporary residence, if it's in their best interest, they also have the right to continue school where they were attending prior to that move. Something to know is for each school move, a student loses four to six months of academic progress with, if you can imagine a family or a student that's moving around frequently in a school year, it's pretty, it's, it, it doesn't take much for a young person to get behind. And so that, that right to continue in that school is so critical to ensure that students can continue to make progress academically and continue to do the work they need to be doing. 
with that being said, too, the district also has the obligation to provide transportation to students to the extent feasible to permit them to continue in that school of origin, too. That makes sense. Thanks for sharing some of the ins and outs of making Evento and what that might mean for people who don't know that. We're switching gears a little bit. Rob, can you tell us or provide us with information about Every Meal's mission and how they support students facing hunger in our district and also the other 29 districts that you serve across the state of Minnesota? Every meal is really focused on the food gaps. So when kids don't have access to meal programs that typically are government funded or available at school or that kind of thing. So we focus a lot on weekends, holiday breaks, summer break, winter break. And, you know, as I mentioned, our our goal is to get kids the food they need to learn and grow. We call it, we want the food to be nutritious and delicious. We buy almost all of the food that we provide to the kids. We have different menu options tailored for different dietary preferences, including one designed more for kids that are more in a mobile or homeless situation or highly mobile situation. You know, so those are more kind of just add water, ready to eat kind of food. A lot of people might not know, but along with homeless stats, there's also some food insecurity stats within the district. So as an example, kids eligible for free or reduced lunch, it's about 30 to 35% of the kids in the district of Anoka Hennepin, almost 13,000 kids. So it's, it's certainly a significant problem. And our goal is not just to help the kids not have the physical sensation of hunger. It's really about the barrier of lack of nutrition from kids being able to learn. You know, our role is to provide that nutritional component that will help increase attentiveness and therefore academics and attendance and behavior and self-esteem. We really take the stance that these kids in our community, like these are all of our kids. They might not be my child that lives in my house, but these kids are are all of our kids. It's our responsibility as a community to serve these kids. And, you know, often I hear, well, their parents should be doing blank. And sure, but we don't know the situation. You know, the parents that I know that have kids in food insecurity, they're doing everything they can. They're working multiple jobs or they have some sort of disability and they're not able to work or they're in school so that they can earn more later or they're working full time and get paid horribly. And that's the majority of the kids that are living in food insecurity. It's nothing their parents are doing wrong. And regardless, even if we identify some quote unquote wrong thing their parents are doing, it's irrelevant to the fact that the kids don't have food. I think that's a great point, though, with what you had said that these are all of our kids, right? Like, even if they're not living next door to you, they're all of our kids. And they are living next to you. Like, you you might not know. You might live in an area with, you know, big new houses or whatever, but they're living next to you. Every public school in the state of Minnesota has kids that have free or reduced lunch. There's poverty in every single community and kids are really good at hiding it. You know, they don't want to be singled out and they can be very resourceful, but what they're supposed to be doing is learning. And I, I promise you, no matter what community anybody lives in that's listening to this, there are kids in your community that do not have enough food to eat. And I would say, especially now more than ever, right, we know families are experiencing increased hardship as the result of the pandemic as well. And so it's getting worse and harder. And it's even more critical that these resources are available for families, too. Thinking back to a little bit about Every Meal, can you tell us how you've had to shift your day-to-day operations since COVID-19? Yeah. So COVID, I keep saying, changes 
everything, basically for everybody. But as far as our operations, we actually had to expand into a 8,000 square foot volunteer area so we could spread people out, bring in cleaner like tables that are easier to be cleaned and masks and gloves and hand washing stations and everything. Less, way less people. We used to have 120 people at a time in the facility. Now we have no more than 40. You know, so there was that immediate change. March 13th, which is the Friday prior to the governor announcing that the, the schools would close, we anticipated that closure and told all of our district and school partners to distribute as much food as they could that Friday before the closure. Um, about 20,000 meal bags went out that Friday. So that was about 55,000 meals. So maybe I did my math wrong. I don't know. <laughs> so we increased our the amount of food we could provide from March through September by 400%. We were doing about 100,000 meals a week. Where prior to that, we were doing about 25,000 meals a week. Starting September, we had to cut back to about 50,000 meals a week due to a lack of funding. We're 100% community funded, so we don't get government funding. We don't charge the schools. We certainly don't charge the kids or families. It's all community donations, company donations, individual donations, foundations. In Anoka, Hennepin District specifically, March through July, we did about 230,000 meals to kids in the community there. We actually opened to all 44 different Anoka Hennepin sites where we had previously been in, I believe, seven schools. We recently opened it to 44 different sites to make sure that kids could access the food there. You know, as I mentioned, COVID changed everything for all of us, and it certainly changed the way that kids can access food and the amount of food they need. You know, every everything is COVID safe and distanced. Right now, as a result of COVID, there's lots of barriers to getting support to kids, whether it's food or housing or other support systems. You know, you can't just walk up to someone anymore. There's, there's a lot of barriers. So we do everything we can to make it as simple as possible. There's no enrollment, there's no income requirements for our programs um, or to receive our food and we really just try to get nutritious and delicious food out into the community where the kids are so they can get it, bring it home and eat it. Every Meal is a Minnesota-based, community-funded nonprofit that fills food gaps for kids where other programs don't reach, including weekends and extended breaks, and serves 31 districts across Minnesota and western Wisconsin, including Anoka Hennepin. They've been an important partner in combating child hunger in our district over the years, especially in light of the hardships families in our community are encountering due to COVID-19. So you mentioned that Every Meal is currently providing meals for, for the 44 sites in Anoka Hennepin. Can either of you give us some insight onto the partnership between Anoka Hennepin and Every Meal and kind of what that looks like? Absolutely. I'd love to share more about that. We are so grateful for the support that Every Meal is providing. In the past, Every Meal had been partnered with with a few of our schools, providing access to healthy, nutritious meals, weekend meals for students in those buildings. Obviously, with, with COVID and the pandemic, things have shifted. And like I said earlier, we know that many families are experiencing significant challenges right now, too. It was our goal offered as an opportunity through every meal to make those meals available much more widely across our system. And so 
we could not have done this without without the amazing partnership that we have with Every Meal. At this time, those meals are available through every every school here in the district, and they're being distributed in a couple different ways. Meals are available for students who are picking up their meals, whether they're distance learners or hybrid learners. The meals are available at their designated high school as needed. And then in addition to that, meals are available through the school social worker and your child's school. And so um, we really we really were working to create a system that was flexible and responsive to students' needs, knowing that ultimately our goal is to ensure that students have access to these resources and their families have access to these resources, especially now when, when things are tough and things are really tough. Rob, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, you know, we we partner with around 30 different school districts. Anoka Hennepin has been a, a longtime partner, and I would say we've strengthened our partnership in the last year or so in response to COVID, really in response to the increased need. And our ability to partner on a district-wide level is different than previously where it was kind of school by school because school by school isn't necessarily what families or kids are experiencing right now. You know, many are distance, many are hybrid, and then they go distance and, you know, it's, there's just a lot going on. So being able to have a district-wide response versus a school-by-school response really allows us to serve the families and kids in, in whatever learning platform they may be in and as those may transition back and forth. So Anoka Hennepin has been great partners across multiple different departments, including Jessica and her team, the Nutrition Services and the Community Education Department as well as the social workers and principals and teachers at the schools and different administration. It's been a great partnership and really an example of what it looks like when the school, the community, other nonprofits, rotary clubs, businesses, the school, like this is not a government only response. You know, it takes all of us to be able to respond to this problem that was huge. 33% of kids that qualify for free or lunch. That was before COVID. That was before restaurants cut back on staffing. That was before businesses closed. That was before, again, everything changed. And so, you know, with that instability that just upended lives of certainly kids, but of their their families, of their jobs, of many people can work remotely or work from home, but many can't. For many people, that means they don't get paid or it means they can't go to work because they have an underlying condition or their kid has an underlying condition. Is that a risk you're worth taking? Uh, probably not. It's been really impressive to see the partnership between Anokanapin and Every Meal to see how it has morphed and changed and developed to really support more and more students in our district. So thank you to both of you for really helping to coordinate that and making sure that our students are getting the meals that they need. With wrapping up our podcast today, National Hunger and Homeless Awareness Week is November 15th to the 22nd, and people listening to the podcast may be interested in opportunities to contribute to the causes you support. Rob, can you share with the people that are listening to our podcast how they could support Every Meal? Every Meal, like I said, it's it's 100% community funded and supported. So we, I mean, we work with some government entities, cities, and I don't know if you call school districts government or not, but of the $33 million that came through the state from government funding to help support food insecurity, hunger relief nonprofits, we received $90,000 only. We spend more than that on food in a week. So really the, the support from families, individuals, organizations, companies, rotary clubs, lions clubs, faith communities, all that stuff is really what makes it possible for us to be able to buy the food and get it out to the kids and families that need it the most. 
We also have volunteer opportunities on our website. I'm sure that there's ways to get involved at the school district level. It's a little tricky again with COVID, but if you visit everymeal.org, you can learn more about how to get involved with our organization, how to donate, um, how to volunteer. And really, I would say one of the biggest things is helping other people know about this issue. So share this podcast or even just tell someone, hey, did you know there's an issue of child hunger right here in Anoka Hennepin right here in our community? You don't need to know all the stats, but 30% of kids face food insecurity right here in our district. And it's a problem. And I think one of the biggest barriers to solving child hunger is that most people don't know it's a problem. Or if they do, they think it's a problem somewhere else, not where they live. I think that's a great point that it is not just over there. It's where we are today. And it can be anyone. And it's not a person that looks a certain way or acts a certain way. It can impact anyone. So thanks for sharing where people could learn more about supporting every meal, whether it's donating financially and or volunteering with your organization. Jess, can you give us some insights on ways to support an Okanapin schools? Absolutely. I, I do want to first reiterate what Rob just shared about that visibility piece. I think that that is really a, a critical part of this as well, is ensuring that folks are aware of, of the issue and of the need to. What I find so often in the work that I do is that families learn about the rights of their students and, and programs or services they may be eligible for from each other, from other families and other folks. And so sharing this podcast, connecting with your local community and folks in your life, I, I think is a really an important first step in ensuring that families and students are getting connected to resources and supports through school. In addition to that, I have a few ways that folks can get involved. I know with COVID and with schools being in distance learning and things like that, it, it looks different this year than in other years. But one thing to consider is to support the Agility Fund through the Anoka Hennepin Educational Foundation, which is a fund that is available to respond to the unplanned needs of students. That's one way. Another way would be to consider reaching out to your local school, connecting directly with the school to see what needs exist within the school community. We know that the needs vary based on location and things like that. So there may be some specific needs that you could help fill within your local school community. I also want to reiterate the importance and strength in community partnerships. We're stronger when we work together. We could not do the work that we do without the support of every meal. I would say that also in response to any other organization within the Anoka Hennepin community that is doing work around hunger and housing issues as well. So also considering giving to organizations that hold up this work with our community. We rely on our partners to to help us work together in, in meeting the needs of our families. And so again, stronger together and that that support is critical. And I would add also to those who are listening who may be facing homelessness or being on the edge of it or facing food insecurity. First of all, it's it's okay. Don't be embarrassed about it. Doesn't take that much to push someone you know, for someone to sort of fall into poverty and to fall into, you know, not being able to pay the bills that month or buy the groceries that week or month and to really take advantage in a, in a positive way, take advantage of these support systems that are out there. That's why we're here to support you and your kids and your family. Reach out to the district, call Jessica, call your, you know, the front desk at your school and ask them, you know, what support is there for for food and security, what support is there for homelessness, what support is there for, you know, technology needs at home, if you need internet at home, what support is there for materials, like they're out there and the schools 
with the other community partnerships. It's not just food, you know, there's jackets, there's all kinds of stuff. The school and the district has many partners that are willing and ready to help. And if you need help, it's okay to ask for it. We all need to let people help us at some point. And so that's why we're here. There's nothing to be ashamed about. The school can handle it all in a very private way so that your kid's not singled out or anything. We can all work together to, to help support you. I absolutely agree. I work alongside an incredible team of school social workers who who are great at helping families navigate and access available resources, whether it's available through the district or in the community. Know that we're here, know that we want to help, and know that we are available as a resource to you and your family. I love that idea of, of just reiterating that support is available if people do need it and to call and ask, especially at your school, and they'll be able to navigate and point you in the direction of the support you need. And then also the point of that we're stronger together. We all can't do things alone. We may need to lean on someone at some point. I think that's just a really great point to remember that we are stronger when we work together. And with that said, Rob and Jess, I just want to thank you so much for your time today and providing us with some insights on hunger and homelessness within our Anoka-Hennepin families and in our greater communities and the ways that our two organizations are working together in partnership. It was a pleasure learning about the important work that you do to support families, students, and communities. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much, Liz. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening. This resource is produced as a partnership between the Anoka Hennepin Parent Engagement Program and Student Services Department. Be sure to check out additional episodes in the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. For more information or to share feedback, visit ahschools.us slash parentengage360.